Weird. I had to sniffle. Leave me alone. <laughs> Are you okay? No. You sniffed, you sniffed over Mark Pass, man. People think we're doing something else. Hey. This is a family show. Hey, you bunch of weirdos. Welcome to Weird. My name's Aaron. And yeah, my name's Craig. And here we are. We find ourselves in Studio Z, deep into the bowels of the basement of the world-famous Leeberry Studios. Yeah, we are. We They put us down in the bowels of the studio. You know, there may be an echo. Echo. <laughs> I don't the, know. There may be. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I've had all this. It's, it's a nasty day here, and it's just, and and I've got this sniffles, and I'm like, I can't quit doing that. No, and, you can't. And uh, so I just, you know what? I wasn't going to run from it. I, I did it during the music. I was just going to go ahead and it was, Mark, it I was, apologize, it was Mark. No matter what, I didn't, I didn't edit your music and <laughs> cut it down to nothing. Look, I learned my lesson. Okay, the feedback was amazing. Anyway, uh, welcome to episode was amazing. 318. Craig, 318 episodes floating around out yeah, there. Yeah, we're done. We're done. We get to 320. That's it. <laughs> Thanks to the listeners. We had our best week ever last week. Best week ever. Thank you, listeners. Please continue to tell your friends about Weird. And uh, also, if you would, give us a rating and a review somewhere. Yeah, we haven't had those in a long time. No, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. All right. <laughs> I just threw that in for free. Well, that, that's What's his face? What, is he a country singer now? No. Or is that the other band? It's the other band. Are you ready? You ready? Which you band? ready for what, this? What song was that? It's been a while what, what, who since was? I... I thought that was the band that he's now, the Aaron guy. I thought that was the guy that's now a country singer. Or Aaron not, Neville? No, dude. The band Stained. <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that that song? Oh, it may have been Stained. Yeah. And he's now a country yeah, artist. Yeah, I think you're right. It is Stained. I, you, you think? I didn't know he was a country artist, though. You're welcome. <laughs> I think top that's the story, story, isn't it? Did you hear that? Yeah, top story. Am I supposed top to talk story. about something? Yeah. Okay, try it one more time. Top story. National Weather Service warns of falling iguanas. All right. Now, the National Weather Service has warned of falling ice before. Well, I'm just giving them a second to take that in. And you, you were just talking over that moment. <laughs> that's the perfect... That's one of the perfect... Uh, headlines for a show it really like this. it really is it was submitted by both scott rutledge and carrie walker two of our <laughs> biggest listeners and supporters out there thanks scott thanks carrie please keep up the good work from Makes my life easier from louisiana to the carolinas I even down to it sounds like a song <laughs> From Louisiana to the Carolinas, even through the Florida, la, la, la. You said it. Temperatures in those areas are averaging 10 to 15 degrees below normal. Freeze warnings and hard. Hey, wait a minute. Global warming. Yeah, yeah. Can I finish? I'm not even through the first sentence and you're interrupting me. I apologize. Freeze warnings and hard freeze warnings are in effect across Florida and Georgia through Wednesday morning. Tuesday afternoon, the National Weather Service in Miami issued a rare forecast regarding cold temperatures, but it was for iguanas. (laughs) Cold temperatures, but it was for iguanas. Don't be surprised if you see iguanas falling from the trees tonight, (laughs) tweeted the Miami National Weather Service office. It's better than snakes. That is true. The concern for people in South Florida is that these iguanas often sleep in trees, so when their bodies so go what? dormant, 
but they did by choice. Uh, the bodies go dormant. They appear to fall from the sky onto streets, cars, pools, or even people walking around. Good way to get a free iguana. Do they wake up? I don't know. <laughs> oh. And since iguanas are large, adult males can reach five feet in length and weigh oh. up to 20 pounds. This can be I'm dangerous if one lands on top of you. Yeah. The invasive species can't handle cold temperatures very well because they are cold-blooded. Check them and see. <laughs> they got a fever of negative 43. <laughs> In general, iguanas begin to get sluggish or lethargic once the temperature drops below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Once the temperature drops below 45 degrees Fahrenheit, the iguanas go into a dormant or cold-stunned state. Bzz. They appear to be dead, but they're not. They remain breathing with critical body functions still operating. It's their body's way of protecting them until the temperature warms back up above 50 degrees. Uh, if those temperatures remain in the 40s for periods over eight hours, a significant number of those iguanas will die, especially Aww. the smaller ones. The temperature threshold for when iguanas begin to go into a dormant state depends greatly on the size of the iguana. He says size of the iguana. Yeah, I like iguanas. Explains Ron McGill. Uh, communications director for Zoo Miami. Generally speaking, the larger iguana, uh, the more cold it can tolerate for longer periods. He well, also that makes sense. He also demonstrates how even though extended periods of air temperatures in the 40s could lead to the demise of some iguanas, many iguanas in South Florida have adapted to going deep into burrows. Um, well, good. That's smart. Do, you, do they do to the do, five burrows? Do they? <laughs> Is it, is it when is it when the donkey's sitting down? Or? <laughs> you fall out of a tree long enough, you'll sleep anywhere but a tree. I'm just trying to explore this whole getting deep oh into burrows. They stay insulated from the cold. They tend to live. Does that make the donkeys walk funny? <laughs> well, wouldn't you? <laughs> they tend to also and a frozen iguana <laughs> stuck up somewhere. They, stand, they tend to also live close to large bodies of water, which tend to be warmer than uh, the air temperatures, which help them survive short, cold snaps. Who knew? Who knew? This, well, this, this, this next story is related, and it's also... In Florida, I went desert. Headline is, guy in Florida loads car with frozen iguanas. <laughs> that fell out of trees. They warm up, come back to life, and cause a car accident. That's two fantastic headlines in one episode yeah, you already. Can't, I mean, we, we pretty much hit the pinnacle here. Okay. Is it. We're done. Only in Florida. Good night, Craig, everybody. With the abnormally cold temperatures. Now, a lot of this is going to sound like I'm repeating the same story, but it's a totally different story. No, this has to do with iguanas that are in a car. With the abnormally cold temperatures, iguanas are freezing in the sunshine state and falling out of trees. Because of this, a man from Central America who now lives in Florida had quite the surprise recently. And in Central America, iguana is a delicacy. It's something. They're actually form, uh, farmed for food. You ever had iguana? Don't want to. Barbecue? I, I was in Tijuana eating barbecued iguana one time. Give a iguana a stick. Yeah. Liar. Yeah. Liar. No, uh, I, I was on a Mexican radio. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I, wish I, w- I wish I was back in Tijuana <laughs> eating barbecued iguana. Yeah. <clears throat> on the Mexican radio. Yeah. They're actually farmed for food. So this gentleman just thought, wow, I just have a bunch of protein here. Yeah, they're just, they're dead. They're they're edible. Yeah. I like iguana on a stick. And I cannot lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's on, on Key Biscayne. He's sort of picking up all these iguanas that appear to be dead on the road that have fallen out of trees. They turned gray and are not moving at all and are very cold to they're the They're dormant. Touch. They're dormant. They are dormant. So he puts them in his vehicle. He's loading them up like he's stocking up for a big barbecue, iguana. 
when they went back into the vehicle, the vehicle warmed up and those iguanas started coming back to life. (sighs) (laughs) That was the iguana. All of a sudden, they started getting up and running around in the car and it caused an accident. So what's the moral of the story? How fast can those possibly move? I've seen them move fast. Do they move pretty fast? Yeah. Yeah. Don't put frozen iguanas in your car and go driving. They come back to life. I think that he felt like the cold steel of a pistol up against his temple. <laughs> Looked around and the iguana was holding. Hey, man. <laughs> you going to barbecue me? Here we go. Are you ready? Here we go. Wake up. Here we go. Iguana? Here we go. Family cleans house, finds pet tortoise missing since 1982. <laughs> How messy is this house? A family in Brazil found their lost, their long lost tortoise after they decided to finally clean out the house. Back in 1982, the Almeida family. I believe you just said back in 82. Back in 82. I could throw a football over that mountain. (laughs) I could throw a tortoise. Back in 82, I could throw a football quarter mile. Back in 82, the Almeida family was saddened to learn their red footed tortoise, Manuela had gone missing. Their house was being renovated at the time, so the family assumed that the tortoise had slipped out through a door left open by the construction crew. Don't want to lose your turtle. Disappearing into the forest near their home, but they couldn't have been more wrong. The true fate of their lost pet remained a history for the next 30 years until the father passed away and the Almeida children returned to help clean out his cluttered storage room. It turns out the father was somewhat of a hoarder, Uh-oh. so the room was jam-packed with things. While cleaning out the house, a neighbor asks son Leandro if he was intending to get rid of the tortoise, too. Leandro! I put the trash bag on the floor, and the neighbor just warned me, are you going to throw away that turtle, too? <laughs> at that moment, at that moment, I went white, which is a bit racist, and I didn't believe it. You <laughs> put on khakis and a golf shirt and said, hey, man. <laughs> we were like, hey, guys, is that my turtle? <laughs> this is my turtle. Oh, hey, man, I just went white for a minute. <laughs> yes, crazy. That's when the Almeidas learned that Manuela had managed to survive for three decades on her own. 30 years this turtle's lost in the house. Mm-hmm. The family suspects she survived on termites, which, thanks to all that unwanted furniture, were likely in abundance. Now Manuela walks around the house and entertains the generations she already knew, along with the new ones of the Almeida family. The, 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 the crazy part of the story is she walked out and got run over by a car. No, that's not She was safe for 30 years in a, in, a, in, a, in a garage. Hey, we got a science story coming up. Submitted science. By, she blinded me. Submitted by Carrie Walker. Uh and it's kind of never heard of it. It's kind of weird. Okay. All right. Chinese scientists invent robotic worm that will burrow into your brain. Yeah, it will. I wonder if there are iguanas in that burrow. Yeah, you're right. Because the iguanas do like to get up in those burrows. Yes, they do. And stay warm. Anyone who has ever seen Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, the second movie in the series can still remember the horror of Khan releasing larvae on SETI eels into their ears of re- re- reliant officer... Commander Pavel Chekhov and Captain Clark Terrell. Do you know these people? Did you say Chekhov? Yes. That's Chekhov. Chekhov is the one Russian guy on on the crew. Uh-uh. I've never seen an episode of Star Trek. Uh, well, you're, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really watch it either. Okay, so those are our characters that people will recognize. I don't know. I, I'm sad to say. I, I'm not sad to say. I'm, it's, I don't know who Captain Clark Terrell is, but but Chekhov is, is one of the main characters. Well, anyway, so these larvae. Uh, that was the sound of about, I don't know how many listeners shutting the door and leaving when I said that. <laughs> These larvae wormed their way into their brains, wrapping themselves around the ce- cerebral cortex 
to cause brain control, pain, madness. You're having that right now. And eventual death. It's nice to know that's pure fiction, right, Craig? Right, Craig? Yeah. yeah. According to CNN, oh, I don't have my fake news uh, button up here. According to CNN in 2013, a British man of of Chinese what? (laughs) A British man of Chinese. No, he was a British man of Chinese was. A British man of well, he Chinese. Was, he was was, not was. According to CNN, in 2013, a British man of Chinese was found to have a tapeworm a moving British inside his British man brain. of Chinese. So it was a Chinese, it was a British man of Chinese <laughs> descent. Is that what that's trying to I say? I don't know. It's not written very well. British man of Chinese was found to have a tapeworm moving inside his brain, a parasite known as a tapeworm. No, no, it's, no. What is it? It's What's a, it called? It's What's a, that word? What are those two words? If you give me a minute, can I sound it out? Uh-huh. Spir- spirometra. Uh, that's the easy one. Spirometra aranesopi. Okay, good enough. Spirometra aranesopi. It's extremely rare and mostly found in Asia. The adult parasite lives in dogs and cat intestines, but the eggs can be spread via fecal matter, particularly in water, which appears to be how the man contracted it. He was <laughs> swimming in... The Hudson, I guess. <sighs> Lost my place. Hang on. <laughs> uh, in 2018, a man in India died after his right after his brain, brainstem, and cerebellum were infected by the tapeworm Tyena solium. That's a good. It's a good thing these worms are rare, and no one is trying to make robotic versions of them. Right, Craig? Right, right, right. Right, right. The South China Morning Post reports that scientists in Xinjiang have developed a tiny little robot worm that can enter the human body, swim through along blood vessels, and hook up to neurons in the brain. The one millimeter by three millimeter, I guess that's right. Yeah, uh, that's right. A fourth of an inch by a twelfth of an inch. Robots are powered externally by a magnetic field generator. It's not a fourth of an inch. It's Four hundredths of an inch. Yeah, yeah. A field generator and use infrared radiation to contract their size up to a third to squeeze through tight spots. On the noble call side, Zhu Tangtang, lead scientist <laughs> sure. for the project of the Xinjiang Institute of Advanced uh, Technology, Chinese academic, Chinese Academy of Sciences. He says the robot worm will allow doctors to deliver drugs directly to a specific tumor and then exit the body when done. How they gonna, how how they know that? How how do they, how, uh, how does he carry enough drugs with him? Like I don't know, but this is very dangerous. I've seen Inner Space. I know how this movie. That ends. is true because at the end he's going to revert back to full size. Yeah, and then he sneezes him out, and he's on somebody's <laughs> glasses. Remember that part? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Martin Short. Yep. Dennis Quaid. Needless to say, it's real life. <laughs> needless to say, using the robot worm as a weapon is entirely possible as soon as more powerful electric field generators with longer effective range is available and the robot worms obtain the ability to move while the law, the host human is in motion. They currently have to be lying perfectly Oh, they're still. lying. Okay, they're lying. Yeah, if, if they're lying. Oh, they're you dying. meant lying still. Yeah, yeah. Still. Uh, if he were around today, robot designer Khan Noonan Singh might say, a, a piece of cake. You got one. <laughs> why, did he, why did he become... Why did he become Mario? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a me. 
Con Noonan Singh. I love this next story. I haven't read it yet, but I saw it. But this comes from Kerry Walker. You probably know. He has loaded. You probably us know up. her. We've mentioned her a lot on the show. Kerry has loaded us up with some stories. Really has. And he almost had enough to have a show dedicated to him. And not quite. Aaron said you did, but you know what? In my heart, Kerry, this this episode goes out to you. That's, I did not approve a, that. You know, I, I I don't get to prove anything. First you, of all, we didn't you, discuss in the band meeting. You don't. You do so much crap. I don't approve. It's not. I'm, I, I've got a credit. Okay. <laughs> It's burned now. Anyway, hey, haunted frozen doll keeps returning after owners keep throwing it out. Check that out. That's nothing not like true. a creepy doll. A Houston area girl was excited to they receive. They just need it to up. let it go. I didn't mean to steal. The, is there a joke? No, I just didn't even get through one sentence before you interrupted me. A Houston area girl was excited to receive an Elsa doll on Christmas of 2013. Wow. Just now getting around to us, I guess, seven years later. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Carrie. The talking doll sang a, the popular song, Let It Go, from the movie Frozen, and also spoke certain sentences from the film. Never seen it. For a while, everything seemed perfectly normal. For two years, it did that in English, explained the girl's mother, Emily Mendonia. Madonna? Yeah. However, in 2015, it started doing an in alternating between Spanish and English, oh. there wasn't a button that changed these. It was just random. What's even more disturbing is that the doll would start talking without someone, uh, without anyone turning the switch on. Okay, that's, that's when Tina. you throw it away. <laughs> yeah, that's when you throw it away or chuck. The family, I've had, you know, if you ever had like lightning go off when your kids were young and they had electronic toys, lightning would flash and all of a sudden you hear toys, the electronic toys go off. No, man. That, that's actually a thing. No, I never and that experienced was kinda, that. Until you learn about that, that's kind of weird. Nah. The family was so freaked out that they decided to get rid of the doll. Unfortunately for the family, the doll had other plans. As weeks after they threw it out, it was found inside of a bench in their living room. Oh, gosh. The kids insisted they didn't put it there, and I believe them because they're angels. <laughs> no, because they wouldn't have dug through the garbage outside. So she's really assuming a lot. Now, Sarah, when she was young would have if she knew that one of her dolls was in the garbage she would have gone again yeah yeah it's a kid yeah at that point the doll completely stopped talking singing in english and reciting everything in spanish the family decided to get rid of the doll again as uh, madonia's husband wrapped it up in two bags and put it in the bottom of the garbage can this is exactly the twilight zone episode and the dad i'm gonna jump ahead the dad's probably gonna die on some steps <laughs> he's gonna fall down the steps they went on vacation and completely forgot about the creepy doll until they returned from their trip and their daughter found it in the backyard. Some skeptics believe that someone placed the doll there as a prank, but Madonia was quick to dismiss that. The doll has some marker on her from my daughter coloring over the years, so I know the doll that reappeared was the original and not a replacement. Most logical thinkers believe it's a prank, but I don't understand how or when it was done, especially because the garbage truck had taken it away. Hmm, she said. <laughs> They tried again to get rid of the doll, but this time they decided to mail it to a family oh, friend. Thank you very much. Living in Minnesota, Minnesota. Don't you know? They didn't even put a return address on the package in order to make sure that the doll could not find its way back to them. Was this a friend or an enemy? It I, says sure. friend. It did make its way to Minnesota to their friend, Chris Hogan's house, who said the doll is now taped to the brush guard of my Jeep. <laughs> if anything weird happens, I'm welding her to a steel pipe and sinking it in the lake of the woods. Will the doll somehow find its way back to the Modin, uh, Modinia house in Houston, or will it stay in Minnesota? If the doll comes back, I might have to open my mind to some of the more supernatural solutions, Madonia said. We'll have to wait and see if the, how, if the haunted Elsa doll reappears. You can bet your bottom dollar it would reappear at their house if I was the friend that they had sent it to. 
oh, I, I would, would I would, I would, I'd put it on a Greyhound. No, no, I, I'd drive it down there and somehow get that thing back in that house. I, I would stop first and put some animatronics in it. I'd have to have that thing moving <laughs> its head, knife. arms going up and down. <laughs> a little knife in its hands. Maybe light up the red eyes. No, an icicle. Yeah, icicle. <laughs> That's the kind of friends we are. We are. We're, we're givers. We're givers. Oh, remember our old buddy Randall? I don't know whatever happened to Randall. What happened to Randall? Randall, he's probably waking the kids about now. This story reminded me of him. This, too, was submitted by Kerry Walker. Squirrel wrecks home and insurance won't fix it. This comes to us from the lovely uh, land of Atlanta, Georgia. An Atlanta couple said they came home from a winter vacation to find their house had been ransacked by an unusual suspect. A squirrel. Hmm. Squirrel. Always makes me think of, uh, well, Randall for one, but Christmas vacation. Yes. You know. Carrie. Did you notice how I didn't interrupt you while you were reading? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of boring. Carrie and Dustin Dries. I mean, if you think, do you, I mean, do you want me to do that? I could do that, but I want to. Bought their first home last month. I and mean, it, you just let me know. If I can interrupt, if you like that, I just give me a sign and I'll interrupt, okay? Okay. Otherwise, I'll just be over here and I won't, I won't say anything. Thank you. No, you can pipe up. You, you can chime in anytime you got okay, something. Well, I'm not, I'm going to let you finish now. You go right ahead. <laughs> Look, I'm going to let you finish. You go ahead. Who was that? MTV stage. Uh, look, I'm going to let you finish. Oh, it was uh, Kanye. It was Kanye. And, uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know, I actually heard a song by Taylor Swift this week that I liked. I mean, I was like, I like that a lot. What was it? It's called Lover. Hmm. You gonna read this story? Yeah. Uh, if you'll not interrupt me. So Carrie and no, Dustin Like Breeze I said, I will not do that. I'm going to be quiet home. over here and you just finish. Last month in Atlanta's affluent Buckhead. I know Buckhead. Buckhead District. And went to visit a family a week later. Uh, news outlets reported during their vacation an alarm went off in the home but friends said the doors and windows were not breached when the couple came home their house was a mess with floors scratched up baseboards chewed on and a kitchen faucet running these squirrels it was, it was the wet bandits <laughs> no the sticky bandits no it was the, it was the wet bandits yeah but in uh home alone 2 they became the sticky bandits. Oh, did they become the sticky yes. bandits remember he wrapped that all like, that tape around you just admitted you watched Oh, I love the oh. Home Alone movie. Anything John Hughes did was well, was okay he, in my book. Chris Columbus is really the hero in that one. Well, no, yeah. John Hughes. Well, Chris Columbus. No, I'm going to say John Hughes. Well, John Hughes liked it, but by the time you get to Home Alone 3 and there's a different kid. Yeah. No, let's not. I'm not watching I that. I even watched that one. I'm not watching that. And enjoyed it. I'm not. You would. You don't watch kids' movies. I don't watch kids' movies unless they're John Hughes movies. But that's not a John I Hughes movie. I watched Dennis the Menace. That's not John Hughes either. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yes, sir, Rebob. No, you no, look no. it up. Not right now because no, we're doing my a phone, show. My phone is not on right now okay when the couple came home all that happened a squirrel had fallen down their chimney and was trapped in their house defecating and scratching at everything it could to get out Uh, eventually it made a nest in the couple's couch um we were stressed at first but we were like well this is why you have homeowners insurance it's in situations like this so we weren't too stressed carrie dree said but the couple's home insurance provider, Mercury Insurance, that's why we're talking to you, Mercury Insurance, Freddie Mercury, told them that it wouldn't cover the damages because a squirrel is a rodent, which is not covered under their policy. It's a Nick Castle film, by the way. It's not John Hughes. A representative from Mercury told the, Wait, 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 the planet? No, from Freddie. Oh. Told, you haven't been paying attention at I all. I was looking up- uh, I've already made a Freddie Mercury joke. I was looking up Dennis the Menace to prove that it wasn't- well, what am I thinking about? You know, that's oh, an opening. No, no, no. It was, uh, um, oh, 
It had Curly Sue. It You're had, a big fan it of had Curly Doc Sue. in it from Back to the Future. He played the bad guy. Um, John Hughes. Yeah. You're insane. No. Finish your story. And he also did Baby's Day Out. Baby's Day Out. You like that? Loved it. Loved it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to become a one-man show from here on out. I cannot, Baby's Day Out good, was awesome. In good conscience, I cannot continue to be- It had Joe Pesci. A, no, it had uh, what, the other Italian-looking yeah, guy. Yeah, I cannot continue in good conscience to be part of the show. Aaron has publicly stated he's watched Home Alone 3. He likes <laughs> Baby's Day Out. I didn't say I liked Home Alone. Actually, I did enjoy Before it. he drones on about look who's talking and look who's talking to- <laughs> No, those to, I hated. I am going to have to make an exit. I hated those, okay? Much like- Huh? I hated those two. Much like Neil Peart, I will exit stage left. Uh-huh. You know, he wasn't Rush's first drummer. Is that too soon? Yeah. Hmm. Too soon. Anyway, a representative from Mercury told the news outlets that the contract explicitly stated the insurance does not cover damages by rodents. The couple was told that if a raccoon destroyed the house, the damages would have been covered. Hmm. Huh. You should have made a Freddie Mercury joke in there somewhere. I already have, Craig. Oh, that's right. The couple will need to repair furniture, windows, floors, walls, and have Did you home. say flowers? Uh, no. Flares. <laughs> did, did I? I, I turned French on. They need to t- repair <laughs> the flares. Clip <laughs> <laughs> boom. Flares. Jacques The couple will need to repair furniture, windows, floors, walls, and have the home professionally cleaned. Mercury Insurance said that while they won't cover the damages, they have offered to pay for safe housing for the family for up to two weeks. Mercury. They don't sound like you they really do, get the job done. You should do a Freddie done. Mercury joke right about now. Freddie Mercury. May he rest in peace. One of the greatest voices in rock history. What about, what about that Ramones guy? Joey? <laughs> Joey had a very unique voice. I'm just saying that because you like them. Hey, hit that button, would who, you? Who doesn't? Who doesn't like the Ramones? A lot of people. That is not. Is that the top ten? It is for tonight. <laughs> the heck? <laughs> I guess this isn't officially the Mark Patch Top 10. You remember, we used to use this one. Okay, well, now this is just the Top 10. This is the one we let roll. Okay, I'm going to work with what I got here. Go ahead. Top 10 horror movies with the best jump scares. I'm going to argue this is a stupid list because (laughs) jump scares, there's nothing good about jump scares. Yes, there there is. Jump jump scares are used by people who aren't creative enough to make you legitimately scared. Anyway, they they make no you, sir. Yeah, they are no sir. They Stephen are. King has lots of jump no. scares, but Stephen King also does not depend on that. To no, make he you, doesn't. No. But it makes but, for a good. But there are people part of the that, horror. No, movie. It's just no, you're wrong. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm offended by jump scares. You're you're just weird. Number ten, um, and another movie, I, uh, a series of movies I don't understand, and I'm gonna I'm going whether you want me to or not, I'm gonna go on about it. But number 10 of the top 10 horror movies with the best jump scares, Paranoia, uh, Paranormal Activity. These are the these found footage movies are the, you're timing me? These found footage movies are the silliest things ever. I'm supposed to suspend disbelief long enough to think I'm watching a video that this couple had in their bedroom. When yeah. Their sheets it are moving. It was their security and camera, the, man. It's stupid. Okay. It's, it's motion it's, sensor it's, detective. It's just, you really... I just feel like I think Sarah likes those movies. I feel like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a spoiler here because this will come up later. But I think that you know, even as stupid as the Blair Witch Project was, yes, the Blair Witch Project at least had a had a, a more of a real feeling because it was so badly filmed and the video camera and everything. It was and, terrible. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, but my, my point being that it was it wasn't Hollywood polish. You know, the right. 
Paranormal Activity movies, it's like you're... Like, I've never seen that one, so I can't say I've it. seen clips. It was dumb. But anyway, that was number 10, Paranormal acti- paranormal Activity. Uh, number nine, Creep. Now, is this the British movie Creep, or no, is this the other one? it's the other one, and I really enjoyed it. Hmm. I enjoyed Creep. I um, mean, it was, it was a good... Not only was it a good movie, it was a good story. Number eight of the top ten horror movies you're definitely going to go to hell for watching. Uh, That's not true. Oh, I'm sorry. Best jump scares. The Exorcist. Yeah, it had some. I'm still repenting from watching that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, had, they had some really weird stuff happen on set. Yes, I know. But you start dealing with that kind of evil. Man, you know, you're lucky. If the you devil comes a-knocking. Yeah, he does. Yeah. You know, Possum Came a-Knocking. That was a book, I think. My was it really? My wife talks about all the time. Possum uh, Come a-Knocking. I don't knocking. know that one. Yeah. Your wife and her she, books. She's crazy like that. <laughs> Number seven. I'm pretty sure Possum Come... Hey, Glenn, are you listening? Hey, could you answer this question? No, okay, never mind. Go ahead. She ain't li- Well, maybe she is listening. She used to listen. Yeah, she she claims she's gotten out of the habit because we were. Oh my goodness! Because we were what? We were missing an action for a while. Oh, okay. Well, tell her to get back in the habit. Yeah. Only takes uh, three weeks to form a habit. Okay. Top ten horror movies with the best jump scares. Number seven, The Conjuring. I haven't seen it. Number six, The Blair Witch Project. I prefer The Blair Thumb. The Blair Thumb. Those Odenkirk movies yes. are, are good. Yeah, the Blair Thumb little is fa- hilarious. Little face on the thumb. Bat, yeah. bat thumb and all those. Superimposed little eyes. Yeah. and a- Now, number five I watched, but it really was not that good, and I don't remember a lot about it. Yeah, yeah, we discussed this one. I think I saw this. I think we actually reviewed this movie back when we were I reviewing really, movies. I can't remember much about it. Uh, the Babadook. The Babadook. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Top ten horror movies with the best jump scares. It's a biopic about this podcast sitting across from Aaron. Insidious. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Do you see it? No, but I saw the next one. All right, number three of the top ten horror movies with the best jump scares, Hush. That's the one with the deaf girl, I think. I haven't seen it. It's awesome. Is it really good? Yeah, now I don't want to overly rate it here and say, oh, it's the best. It was a good independent horror movie. She's in a... Yeah, she's... A, it's, it's a... She's a... If, I remember, if this is the movie, which I think it is, she's... Um, She's deaf. She's in her cabin in this house. You know, getting and then the crazy guy shows up. Okay. And so, just the fact she can't hear anything, kind of yeah, that, that puts a damper on things. Yeah, it does. No pun intended. Number two. Number two of the top that, ten that, horror movies. That was mine, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. Three was mine. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you were going to read mine? Keep going because we got some discussions about this list. Number two. Scream. Saw it, and it had some good jump scenes. Yeah. Uh, top ten horror movies with the best jump scares. Bye. Number one, A Quiet Place. There's a new one coming out. A quieter place. <laughs> a quiet, Much more quieter than the last place. So here's the deal, Craig. The most famous jump scene in horror mover, movie history, mover history is not on this list. What is it? I want you to guess. When you think of a jump scene from a horror movie. It's not Psycho? No. Um, Although it had some. When that shower curtain shoots back. Psycho's just, from beginning to end, so good. Yeah, Psycho's great. Jumps, I mean, there's so many horror movies, I wouldn't know where to begin to guess. Give me a hint. Um, um, and don't say it's like The Shining or something. The The main actress played in Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh, Carrie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because uh, everybody's leaving the theater thinking yeah. it's over, and that hand pops out of the ground. Yes. Yeah. And that... Well, that was also pretty much the first jump scare. That well, was, that it was, was the best. That was like that was like no one had ever really, you know. Do you remember when people went to see uh, Halloween? People were leaving the theater crying when the, when this uh, when I don't remember when that. slasher movies first really hit. You know, no one had seen that much 
you know, graphic, whatever. You know? Yeah. I remember people telling me, people seeing people leaving crying when, uh, and now we're so desensitized to it. I know. But, that's the but sad Carrie, thing. Carrie, you know, nobody, I don't think, I don't think we was expecting that hand to come no. flying. No. No, sir. I watched that not too long oh. ago. It was actually such a, it's such a good movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. Sissy Spacek is just amazing. Yeah, she really is. But they've redone it recently. Yeah. Have I you saw, seen it? I think I saw it, but I can't remember. I don't, I don't think I did. And I don't remember who's in it either. Well, you know, um, in the original, it's got Mrs. Former Mrs. Steven Spielberg, Amy Irving. She's in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, she's one of the mean girls. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's good. It's good. Some of the questions. Vinny Barbarino. Somebody quit. <laughs> what? You said somebody quit. Somebody quit? I don't even know what that means. I don't know what I said either. Was I speaking alien? I don't know. I'm in 12 and a half, 15, 7 and a half, 28 dollars, 2 and a half, 5 and a half. Did Vinny Barbarino was it? Well, that's going to wrap us up for episode, what is it? 318. It's coming up. No, that's not it. That's not it. Should we send you back to that correspondence course on using a soundboard? Special thanks to Kerry Walker. And let's not forget Scott Rutledge helping us out with this episode. Yeah, yeah, yep. Big helpers there. Yes, sir, big helpers. All All right, right. Craig, we'll be back Monday with another episode of Weird. So stand by. Sit by. Do whatever. Yeah. We're not the boss either. Hello, Pops. I'll see you soon. I'll see you Sunday. You know that that Carrie remake was 2013. Who's in it? How much of it? Julianne Moore's in it. Most people don't know. Who plays Carrie? That's what I want to know. Chloe Grace Moritz. Moritz. I don't know her. Maybe I'll give it a shot. If it's on, I'll take a look. The story's still good. The King got Vinny Barbarino in it. I also like to thank Mark Patch for the wonderful music. Piper Laurie, that's her mom. I was trying to figure out who her mom was. It's Piper Laurie. In the original. William Katz in it too. What happened? I don't know. Goodbye. <laughs>